Hey, Purpose Claremont. Hey, let's pray. Let's pray together. And then uh, just something that I wanted to share from Leviticus. Um, actually, the next few uh, podcasts will be from Leviticus, um, from our Bible reading plan. So it's I love it. It's weird how I always make fun of Leviticus. And this time through, there's just some things that are standing out more than ever. Um, so let's pray. God, thank you for your word, all of it. Thank you for Leviticus. Thank you uh, that you gave it um, to the people of Israel in order that they might present offerings in a manner that was worthy of you based upon what it is that you wanted in order that we could be forgiven. Um, well, they, they were, uh, the, the offerings were for their time, but all of them pushed or pointed to Jesus, which would ultimately bring true forgiveness. So it just shows a heart that you have for us, that you want us to be in right relationship with you. So thank you. And so I pray that as we quickly look into your word, I pray this is an encouragement. Um, and I, if it needs to be conviction, so be it. Whatever it is that's needed to make us look like you, God, have your way. We pray in your name. Amen. So there was a phrase that kept coming out over and over um, as I read Leviticus 1 and 2. Um, and it was this idea of without blemish. So you present an offering. So um, whatever whatever sin or whatever their offering is presented to God for, um, he uses the phrase uh, without blemish. Um, you see it in chapter 1, verse 3. You see it again down in chapter 1, verse 10. Um, you also see this phrase, first fruits. If I'm presenting a grain offering, I present my first fruits in chapter 2, verse 12. But you notice it says first fruits. So without blemish would be the one of your prized one of your prized animals when you're presenting an offering. If it's a grain offering, um, then your first fruits, your best, not your leftovers. And it was just a great reminder. Um, and it, it wasn't like, oh, I feel horrible. I never give you my best. It's it's kind of freeing when you actually jump into a grace-driven, true relationship with Jesus where you actually start to hear God applaud, where you're actually bringing in pleasure. Um, if Jesus, when he's walking the planet, gives props to a centurion for his faith and he's astonished by it, and then he gives him, he gives him praise for it. He's like, There's, I haven't seen faith like this anywhere in Israel. And it was a slam on the Jews who were listening who didn't believe him, but it was also building him up. Or John the Baptist, when he was doubting if Jesus was really the Messiah, um, all of a sudden he gives him props in front of everyone, saying of men born of women, there's no one greater than John the Baptist. And then he talks about those, but those who are of the kingdom of God. And it's like, man, they're the ones. So it's, it's, it's pretty humbling when all of a sudden you start hearing or sensing God's favor and his approval. It's like you're, you're pleasing him. And so this wasn't like I'm just the worst. It was a it was a reminder. Absolutely, God deserves my best, my best, like the best that I can give Him. I just wonder how much of our time, or our perspective, or our Christian walks, um, or our version of Christianity, especially here in the states, it's kind of like just just give whatever God, just give whatever you can to God. And it's true. I mean, God will take us just as we are. But when it comes to worship and offering Him something. At no point are we then to just say, we'll just give them the leftovers. Um, that wouldn't be acceptable in any other relationship where we highly prize or value the person that we're in relationship with. It's weird that in Leviticus he's saying, hey, if you're going to present an offering, it's got to be an animal without blemish. If it's a, first, if it's an, if it's a grain offering, it's got to be your first fruits. So then we, we flip from there over to Romans chapter 12, where Paul says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the, by the mercies of God to present your bodies 
as a living sacrifice. Now watch it. He says, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, or that word worship is also translated as service, which is your spiritual service. But there's that there's that descriptive of what our sacrifice should be. It should be, yes, it's living, our bodies, like our beings, like who we are, our bodies as a living sacrifice, but holy and acceptable. That word acceptable. So holy, set apart only for God, but acceptable, the type of sacrifice that God approves of. That means if there's something that is acceptable to God, there are things that are not acceptable to God. And so for us to just give him kind of our leftovers of our day or our life or our time or resources or whatever, for us to do that, it's not really showing value and honor to God. It's like we're just going through the motion. Here's what I got. I'm going to give it to you. Guys, we have to remember we're going before all the holy God of the universe who's invited us into relationship with him. And so anything that I do with my body, the way I love my wife, my boys, the way that I serve people, the way that I'm trying to serve my community or meet people's needs in our neighborhood or um, wh like what I'm watching and what I'm listening to, all these things, I'm supposed to present my body as a living sacrifice, not dead, but living. God wants to use me. But I'm, I'm supposed to present myself in a manner that is holy, set apart, completely focused on him and acceptable, which in my mind, it's like, Man, give him your best. It's even when you jump over to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, uh, Paul writes, when he's writing to the church in Philippi, he's like, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So I should be living my life in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ, not trying to just go, well, this is all I got, so this is what you get, God. No, it comes down to giving God my best. A practical thing for me was, making sure, and I might have mentioned this recently or at least in a past podcast, is my time with him, my time. So to get up earlier than I technically quote-unquote need to is because I want to give God my first, my first fruits of my time in order that I'm spending time focused in on him, spending time reading the word, spending time in prayer, spending time in reading Christian books, but mostly just I want to spend time in the word. And, and in prayer. So just the first hour of my day to get alone with God and to just sit and to have a conversation and talk through things and listen to see if he brings anything up specific and to journal and to just really sit and reflect and be with God. And ever since I did that, maybe five-ish years ago, that's when God just really took me so much deeper into an understanding of who he is. I'll never completely comprehend him. But he'll reveal more and more of himself as we what? As we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. Because it's our spiritual act of worship. When we give him our best, uh, when, we, when we present to him our best, um, that which is worthy of the gospel. So it's just a, it's a challenge, but it's an encouragement. It's a challenge to say, are you giving God your best? Am I giving God my best? But the encouragement is, if you are, then know that God is pleased. It just makes him so happy to know that you're giving him your best. Because a sacrifice is not a sacrifice if it doesn't cost us anything. So to present my bodies as a living sacrifice, well, it should cost me something to present a sacrifice. And so he's pleased. He is so pleased when we sacrifice willingly for him because of our love for him. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. Uh, again, that's what I got out of my time with Jesus as I spent time with him in Leviticus 1 and 2, guys. 
Love you more than you know, and we'll talk soon.